good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwaffReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. J.J. Smooth. As promised, we are back with one of the two one-on-ones coming out this week. Um, I said we're going to try to get back to that this this month. I'm going to reach out to a few more people, um, try to see if we can get a few more in before signing day, because that'll be here before you know it. <clears throat> um, I do want to, to thank you all for the support on the early signing day video there. Um, but I I thought it came out okay. It was definitely some 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 rush showed there. Uh, but uh, again, I always appreciate the support, the like uh, kind words. Um, there actually is one other player that was on. They were on the early sign day list that I had. I could not talk about that player because they had not yet sent in their paperwork. Um, I've been since told that they have sent in some paperwork uh, and is are good to go. So I will cover that person in the signing day special. So uh, there'll be one extra person in that special. So just letting you all all, all, all know that. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma cornerback J.K. Moore. J.K., thank you for taking time this morning to come on and talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm J.K. Moore. Uh, I'm from Texas. Uh, I'm a Juco product, and now I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like that, huh? <laughs> now, we just say anything. Over here, you know, you can say I'm J.K. Moore. You know, I, I don't know. I'm fluent in five languages. I can juggle. I, we just get the... Uh, I, Special talents. Uh, I can really cook though. I my early special talent. I can really cook though. But see, see, now see, you could have, you could have said that. Now you know, you could have, you could have been like, you know, I'm J.K. Moore, best yeah. cook on the team. You know, I you could have, you know, yeah, you know? yeah I could. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough. It's tough. Okay, well, <laughs> well, now, okay, now, so, so, yeah, now you mentioned that you're from Texas. Well, we all know how big high school football is in Texas. But playing high school football in Texas, what what was that experience like? Uh, playing like at the high school, uh, Texas football was really like fast paced. Like in my opinion, that's what really got me ready for college, just playing at that high level. So, I mean, it's nothing I never really like couldn't do, but like it prepares a lot of people, in my opinion, especially like from that six A standpoint. Really like prepared, so uh, and what I found interesting though is when I was watching at least your uh, senior tape, there you were a strong safety and outside linebacker. Yeah. I was like, What is this? <laughs> this man at 170 over here, is he yeah. rushing the passer, he's blitzing. I was like, What, what is that? <laughs> what, what is this? So now, how, what I guess, first of all, what was that experience like playing? That close to the line at 170 pounds. Oh yeah, six-day level of Texas. <laughs> yeah, and my like I don't know. I was always went into the game knowing that like I'm not big as these dudes, but I'm faster than them. So I might as well just use my speed to get around them. To be honest, so I mean that played a lot. Uh, played a big part in my gameplay as well. Like just using my speed for real. But yeah, <laughs> and, and and how did that? How did that help you um, when you eventually moved the corner? Uh, really, because I didn't know anything about corner, to be honest, until I, like my sophomore year at JUCO. So, I mean, from understanding, like really just watching people in front of me and my coaches and stuff just helping me, like I really just had to mold myself into a better corner. I mean, keeping my athleticism and speed, but from uh, going to the flats to Guarding some dude, man, or you know what I'm saying, off man, it's just way different. Uh, and and now because now, I mean you were 170. So like was the I mean I feel like was there 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 wasn't any any kind of fear like okay, I'm 170, I'm running full steam ahead into dudes that may be 
you know, 100 pounds, 100 plus pounds heavier than me. Yeah. Because, uh, like, so, some of those, I mean, you were getting your head in there. I mean, you was going low and stuff. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Man, this is no, no fear. At that point, it's me versus you. So, I mean, I'm going to bet on myself every time. Now, now, given that, I mean, now, have you petitioned uh, Coach McGuire, Coach Coach Neal, say, hey, listen, you know, when we when you dial up some when we dial up some corner blitzes now, you know, you need to send me. Are you petitioned hey. for that? Yeah, I mean, we practiced it. You go over there and practice, and then when the game come, it ain't nowhere to be found. <laughs> 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 All I'm saying is, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Now your your junior year was 2020. Now we we know that that was a, a unique experience for all yeah. of us. But playing through that, and, and I know like junior senior year is like a, a kind of a, a big time in the recruiting process. So what was playing in 2020 like? Well, to be honest, I really didn't really play as much my junior year. Like I kind of sat behind the senior. And uh, just playing a whole bunch of special teams, but just playing that, playing in that, was, it felt weird because all that COVID and stuff, and like just recruiting wise, like I really didn't get to talk to many coaches. I really didn't get to be around many like people. You know what I'm saying? So like playing in that was kind of awkward, like just being there because it's just like this doesn't feel like football as of right now, like Texas football to be honest. So. Uh, and, and then your senior year, the, the, the following year, because you just said that you weren't able to play a whole lot outside of special teams. So knowing that not only is it your senior year, this is your last chance to really, you know, impress college coaches and recruiters yeah. and whatnot. What did you did you have? Was there any added pressure? Did you put on yourself going into that season or was it just, OK, let me just control that control, go out there, play the best that I can and whatever happens, happens? Yeah, basically, that was my mindset. I mean. My parents were just telling me, oh, this your last year. I mean, I had multiple people telling me, oh, this your last year. What you going to do? And it was just like, it was just built up pressure, in my my opinion, put a chip on my shoulder. So, I mean, every game I just play like it was my last, to be honest. So, And when you when you look back at your high school career, like what, what kind of sticks out to you the most? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, just how I play life. Where I'm at now, like I never had a season like I did my senior year until I got here. <laughs> so I don't know, just me evolving and playing. It's just I'm glad how I'm glad I went out the way I did because I I left no regret my senior year of high school. Um, and so from there you end up at Navarro. Now, how did we go from Mesquite to Navarro? Uh, recruitment was low. Uh, I kind of got picked up by Navarro late, like a couple days before signing day. Uh, Justin Jefferson's big brother, he he's the one that actually recruited me to come there. So I get picked up late and I took a visit. And then a couple hours after the visit, I just end up committing. I really didn't know much about JUCO until I actually got there. I just know it was just a re-recruitment process and knowing that Knowing what I went through in the 2021 20, season and stuff with low recruitment, I thought that was the best like chance for me to go where I wanted to go. So now you just said that you, you didn't really know much about Juca. Now when you got there, right, I'm I'm sure like what was that adjustment period? Like because like people don't I I hear, I feel like people don't really understand like last chance you may have helped shed a light on it. Oh, yeah. But like if you're not in there, I feel like I feel people don't really understand that JUCO experience. So, like, what was that adjustment like? I'm not gonna lie to you. JUCO is like last chance you, but like times ten. Like that, I feel like last chance you was limited to the things that I actually went through in JUCO. I mean, I'm grateful for it, but at the same time, you gotta. It was just like, man, do you like? You question your love for football. You question your manhood at sometimes, but. I mean, I feel like it made me a better, better person, better man at the end of the day. Also, yeah, now, what, I guess, what was the hardest adjustment for you when you went to Navarro? Uh, it's just my position. So I didn't, I never understood the secondary role. I always played curl flat, or I was either blitzing. So I never played safety or anything. So 
the freshman year I was moved to safety. I didn't get, I didn't understand none of the plays, none of the calls, or anything. And I mean, everything is such fast pace. And I'm playing with guys that's like 22, 21 at the time when I'm 18 years old. So I'm not, I'm not skilled or more experienced than them. So I, I feel like I was just out there. But me just like honing in and understanding more, like taking outside time to like become a better player. That's what, that's what it really took. Um, and so how, how long would you say it, it took you before you really felt comfortable in your new role? Really my spring, my sophomore year of my spring semester. Uh, just, just really understanding the corner technique was probably the hardest because, I mean, in my opinion, that's the hardest position in football. You're playing everything backwards, you're going against the best athlete. And like just adding things to your, like, your skill set uh, yeah, because I, you know, I think that's kind of you know, I feel like, I feel like it is tough to be a DB these days, right? Because receivers are really good, oh, yeah. um, and like you said, you know, you're going backwards. Plus, they know where they're going, and you really don't. I mean, you yeah. know, you watch film, you can kind of pick up on tendencies. Um, so like, wh- because you have to have a certain level of confidence to play corner, right? Because you're gonna win your fair share of battles, you're gonna lose your fair share of battles. But, like, how did you maintain that confidence, though, you know, when a receiver might have gotten the best of you on a, on, on a few plays? Like, how, how did you, you, you keep your uh, belief up? Uh, really just understanding that, like, it's going to happen, just knowing it's going to happen and how I respond to it. I mean, if, if somebody gets an explosive play on you, you can't keep your head down because then you're going to take yourself out the game. So, I mean, just playing through, like, adversity, things like that. I mean, that's what's going to make you better at the end of the day. And make and it's going to build your confidence, too, also. Uh, when I was watching your Juco tape now, what stuck out to me was the, the the special teams play. You know, I feel like that's kind of overlooked. People don't understand. That. That's a very important part of the, of yeah. the game. And uh, I like that was – I know that was the, the bulk of the, of, the, of the highlights there. So, like, what what, what the, was – I guess being playing mainly a lot of special teams um, – what was that? Because I know some guys see that as like a demotion. Um, but like, what what kind of was your mindset when you were out there? Uh, that was like, in my opinion, that was my opportunity to play, get on the field. Because I mean, from like a lot of my teammates would tell me, Jill, I'm, I mean, like special teams is how you get on the field also. So that's what recruiters look at if you even play special teams at that. So just me being out there was just another opportunity for me at that point. Uh, and and when you kind of look back on your JUCO experience, I guess what 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 kind of sticks out to you the most? Like what what were you able to take away the most from your time in Navy? Uh, the bonds I created with my friends up there, like it was just it was really a brotherhood up there, and just how how I never gave up because like JUCO is really tough, like for some things I went through up there. So I. I don't regret going JUCO. Like it was probably the best two years of my life, in my opinion. Just being in that small community and building everything I did and working so hard to get where I was at. Like I don't take nothing away from it. Uh, now, how do we how do we go from now Navarro to UCO? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really helped in my when I was graduating. Around that time, uh, I got picked up by Northeastern State. They offered me, and I took a visit down there. Then a couple of days later, UCL called me, and uh, I took a visit up there. And I kind of already wanted to go to UCL because, I mean, I already looked the school up and everything prior to that. And I was like, dang, I feel like I can, I can, fit, up, uh, I can fit up here. So just going up there and uh, like just meeting the coaches and stuff, I was like, yeah, this is somewhere I want to be. So then I ended up committing here. And yeah. <laughs> now, now your your, your teammate Navarro Cayman, right? He he also signed. Yeah. Did, did that have any any impact? Like, was was he in your ear? Like, hey, come be a Bronco. Um, like how 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 did that kind of play? Oh uh, yeah, I kind of when I had posted my little my uh little visiting picture, she was like, oh, you know where to come, like you know where home is, basically. And I was just like, man, you already know. Cause I already know, like, experience came in from Juco. I was like, yeah, like having somebody like that on the team is gonna make 
the team so much better also. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie because I don't because you didn't you didn't sign on on signing day, right? No, I signed like on Mother's Day, like right after I graduated, and then a couple of days after. So okay, okay, okay. What I thought, yeah, because when I was you know every year like a week before, um, I I look at the roster in full. I'm like, okay, well that time the roster is gonna be pretty situated, and I'm like, Jakin and Mo- who. Who I don't remember. I'm going down signing day list, like early signing day. Like, I don't know who this man is. Uh, and then come the Kearney game, I think every UCO fan learned who you were because you had <laughs> one of the players of the game. <laughs> with, yeah. with the big six. Uh, so, um, like, walk walk me through that because, like, it's your, it's your here here it is. It's your first game um, at a new school. You're getting a good opportunity. Um, the, the, the team needed a needed a play. Uh, like, just walk me through how you were able to to make that 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 pick six. Uh, so I'm not gonna lie, that was my first game ever. Like starting at corner, playing corner, like for real. Uh, but that whole day I was just locked in. Like Coach Neil telling me, "Oh, it's coming, it's coming," and McGuire telling me the same. But I always remember, like my mom was like, "Put on a show." So like prior to that play happening, I would just like. Like, something finna happen. Like, you know you can feel it when you finna make a play. So, like, the receiver just did that out route, and I was like, yeah, this is where I'm finna make a play, and it happened. And then when I – as I'm running and I look to the, the side, I'm like, dang, this mother kind of lit. Like, all the people <laughs> cheering this stuff. Like, as I'm running, I still can hear them out the side of my ear. I'm like, yo. Like, mm, that was probably, like, one of the best feelings I ever had. Now, now I – because you were near near the sideline, I, I, I hate to keep bringing this up on the on the on the main, but but what uh, in twenty twenty two, your uh, teammate uh, Johnson Mosley, uh, he had a I mean it should have been a pick six against Wasburn. I mean picked it off, open grass, clear as day, and he goes out of bounds. Now I yeah. I was already afraid that was going to happen because you were near the sideline, he was near the sideline. Like in the in the moment, how were you? Like, because I guess were you aware of how close you were to the to the sideline? Yeah. The so I feel like if you pick, you're just gonna just be running as fast as you can down the field. But um, like, were you aware of how close you were to the sideline in order to make sure that you stayed in bounds? Yeah, because uh, when I when I caught it, I reached out, so all my momentum was going to the sideline. So I basically had to drop on my body weight and like catch myself, then take off. But yeah, my my awareness was like hundred percent there. Yeah, and, and now because here we went from you 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 were pretty much a, I don't know like a, a, a pass rusher essentially at high school, yeah. and then getting moved in JUCO, not knowing really anything about the corner position, to a few years later, not only starting but then making a game changing play. Like did it did it ever? Did you ever like stop and kind of reflect on that, like how far you 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 came, uh, and or anything of that that nature? Oh yeah, like after the game, I was just like, like wow, I'm actually doing like doing it, like from where I started at and like where I'm at now, like I couldn't even really believe in myself, but I I really just thought about all the hard work I put in and like everybody that helped coach me, even like some of my teammates, it was just like taking all that extra information in, like. And now I'm displaying it right now. Like that's really like put me on, to be honest. So, um, and so, uh, now I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. You caught me off guard when you found me on the field post game because normally, you know, I'm, I know the guy, and I, I'm walking. You know, I think I'm pretty sure I'm just I'm just walking. It was either walking or I was talking to Steph or something like that. And, and I see this guy just like comes up to me and like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like. I don't know who. You know, and I feel kind of bad because I'm like, okay, he yeah. knows me. Obviously, he's a player, so I feel like I should know. So <laughs> I feel kind of bad. I was like, okay, well, he knows. He knows me. Um, so I just want to say, you were probably the first person I think to seek me out post game yeah. for an interview. You know, like most most of the time, it's like you know, I go ask and they they agree. I think you were the first person to come see. Well. 
second. I think Steph was first. You were the first or second person to come seek me out. So I just want you to know you have that that distinguished right there. Um, <laughs> you can't have found me to do the interview. Yeah. So I, I was like, wow, we're, we're getting somewhere now. But no, <laughs> no I just want you to know. Um, yeah, so, 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 so I guess after that point, right, things kind of started. There was there was that high of that win, right? And things kind of there was that like little bit of a of a of a dip there. Um, before you all were able to kind of turn it around, get back to five hundred. So like, what? How were you all able to kind of, uh, I guess, like stay together uh, during that? time when you know things could have really have taken a tumble for the worse uh to be honest like we were just tired of losing in my opinion like something had to change and if it wasn't like us taking like accountability for things well it was just us like being there at that point like just gelling together like us trusting each other that somebody was gonna make a play or I'm trusting the D-line to get to that quarterback or the D-line trusting me to hold up on the back end or the linebackers to get that sack, you know what I'm saying? So, this, I mean, I feel like the trust started to get there as the season perspired, mainly because, like, we taught of losing. We always on the same belt of, bro, we got to change. If we don't, it's going to get worse for us, so. Uh, and 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 I know at some point too during the season you were playing with a cast. I don't think it was your 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 thumb. Oh yeah. How how, how did that affect like affect you? Because obviously that I mean I think people don't really understand like of how a finger or a thumb injury can really affect you. So like talk about how that kind of impacted you. Yeah. So I broke my thumb on the second uh, game, and wearing it, I was just like. I mean, in my opinion, it really didn't affect my gameplay more just how I tackled because I couldn't, like, wrap up or anything. So I would just really have to, like, grab or throw my body. But uh, like, it didn't really affect me. I couldn't catch <laughs> for nothing. So I have to just knock the ball down on my cast or something. I'm, I, I tried it uh, against Missouri Southern, and quarterback broke my cast. So <laughs> by throwing that ball really hard. So I was just like, man. So So – so the so he broke he he the pass literally broke the cast. Yeah, he I literally threw my hand in the air and it hit my thumb, which was this isn't thumb I broke actually, but uh, it hit my thumb and it went back and the cast like shattered. So I was like, dang, like that was probably like the hardest. Like I, mean, I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I mean, that, wow, okay, that, that's <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's probably the. That's probably the craziest thing that happened. Like, I'm like, dude, just brush my ass by throwing the ball that hard. But hey, okay, well, uh, oh, okay, that's interesting. So, like, we, so they have to wrap it up for you to get back in there. Like, how, yeah, they how, had to like just tape it. I mean, I didn't really know notice until after the game, but I mean, my it was pretty taped up. Like, I had a more protection, like a little. It was like some soft fabric right here to make sure, but. All in all, it was just like wow when I took the cast off or that protection and stuff. Hey, okay, well, okay, well, hey, like, I think I think I think his name was uh, Luke Sampson. Okay, well, that's yeah, uh, <laughs> dang Luke, okay. cast, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, okay. Uh-huh. Um, now I, I know the. I think the, the then we go to the it was the Northeastern State game. Now you had the game clinching oh, yeah. pick there. Kind of walk me through that because, because uh, uh, granted, it was a good pass rush and the managed to do it, threw it up there. But that was a crowd of people. So how are you kind of able to locate the ball, um, find the ball, make the catch, and then know when to get down? Uh, to be honest, uh, <laughs> I really didn't even know I caught it until I like it touched my right hand because my left hand missed. So as soon as it touched my right hand, I just gra- grabbed it. But I knew like how much time we had left. It was probably like, I want to say like two minutes, almost like a minute 30. But just when I caught it, I was like, just try to run out the time as fast as you can. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just waste time. So knowing that, uh, I just ran to the other side of the field trying to outline that alignment. Because I really can see a crease in between where I can actually try to go score. So I would just waste time and 
uh, just getting it down and bound so that the clock can keep rolling. It was probably like just an IQ moment. Plus, it was just a personal moment too because a defensive coordinator on Eastern State at the time he told me that I was going to sit at the uh, sit on the bench at UCO when I told him I wasn't committed to Northeastern. So I was just like, yeah, this a uh, this like back in your face type moment. So. Yeah. Okay. See, I, 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 so that that was per- so it was not only was it is it was it going to be personal because it's rivalry, but it is personal, personal. Yeah, it was just like a disrespect moment. Like I'm finna get back at you now. Like, <laughs> um, I okay, yeah, that okay. Well, I'm glad you had that. You had that moment. Then. Wow, that's, yeah. that's kind of tough. Okay. Um, what was that? What's I gonna say? Um. And then I think what the other game that stuck out to me uh, was the season finale against Pitt State. Now, that, that defensive unit turned in a well of a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably, like, the best of the season, I feel like. What, like what, what all, like, did, was there a mindset change or something? Because, like, I, I, it was like a different defensive unit in that game than what I feel like we saw for the majority of the season. Uh. I mean, it was, we had nothing to lose. That was like the mindset throughout the whole practice. We have nothing to lose. Just go out with a big bang and uh, really for our seniors. And I was really just playing for all my seniors, especially like my Monte and Quan, like guys that I learned from and stuff. But and also knowing like who Pitt State was, like the big dogs of the MIAA or whatever. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, you got to line up against me, and like we y'all gonna get a, uh, y'all gonna get this work. So. I mean, in my opinion, I, I mean, yeah, just that wasn't that wasn't all in all what we thought it was, but it was a good, it was a great game. Uh, and and I think like what was most impressive to me too, because I think you ended you all ended up giving allowing under was it two fifty two thirty something like that in, yeah. in, in the course of the season. And I got to say because looking at because uh, at the time obviously we didn't know Central Missouri was as going to be as good as they were. And the QB won a D2 Heisman. But, like, that game, and I think it was Emporia, right? I feel like it, it caused some concern there just because the yards allowed. But you guys were able to tighten up down the, down the stretch. Was that just like a, we're better than this and we need to show it? Or, or like, how how did that? Because it looked like two different secondaries, but what I'm trying to say. Yeah. From those games to the to the other games, um, like what, what kind of shifted for you all? And it was just a wake-up call. Basically, like he was saying, like, we was way better than what we was just showing. And, the, the like, us trusting each other got stronger and stronger by, like, each game. So, I mean, us going out there and just really just putting on the show at the end of the day, just putting on our, uh, our talents together and stuff. So, uh, And then looking at the season as a whole, I mean, you have, you have 40 tackles, 31 solo, eight deflections. Uh, four TFLs, two picks, and a pick six. Uh, when you look back on your first season in a Houston uniform, how do you how do you feel about it? Good, bad? Um, like how? What do you What are your thoughts? In my opinion, I feel like I could have did way better. But uh, I mean, it, it's a start. You know what I'm saying? Like from from going to what I did in JUCO, like really not playing much to doing that. Like, I think I kind of surprised myself sometimes. Like at some point, I was like, "Wow!" Like now that you're doing this, now you got to go do better. Like you got to triple your stats at this point. So no, no, no. We said triple, triple the stats. So we said yeah, we I gotta get like, like 120 tackles, though. <laughs> and my goal before I leave here, I mean, it's my senior year next year. I mean, I feel like I can get up there 60, 50 tackles if I. I mean, because I'm not going to lie, I probably missed over 20 tackles this year. I mean, so if I'm not missing those tackles, I'll probably have 60 tackles by then. If I didn't drop the picks, I'll drop. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I, mean I wasn't going to say anything. But, I mean, the drop picks, it feels like across the whole unit. That was the Like, bro, come on. Like, I, I get that there's an old joke, right, that, like, DBs are receivers that can't catch. Okay, you know, and I'm like, you know, maybe that's the case of some. But you know, you're trying to be like, hey, you know what? DBs have ball skills too, and and, and but it's just, it's seeing you're just like, man, I, I, I know you said now. I know you said was it after the? It was after Missouri Southern. I can't remember where whatever it was. 
But you said you won't have to hit the drug machine. Oh, no, did you want to hit the drug machine? Uh, nah, because we just really just threw the ball. <laughs> I mean, from, from my standpoint, I didn't even know he had, like, I don't know if he got drug machines or not. So I just be, like, from Coach Lett's perspective, was just telling us to throw, catch 100, 100 to 200 balls after practice. So, I mean. Yeah, that was what, and then catching the little tennis balls too, just throwing and catching them off the wall. That was, that was also a practice, also. So, so man, how are you gonna make the statement that 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 we can hey, get the drug machine? I didn't know that you had drug machine. Hey, as loaded as UCO was, I thought we had everything at this point. I was like, man, <laughs> I'm just an outsider looking in. I'm looking for the drug machines too. You outside that you in the facility day in and day out now. Hey. You say you're outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just tough, man. That's it. They're gonna utilize equipment. He didn't even know if they had it or not. Man. I, that's, that's tough, man. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. So, all right, so now you now, now you said that. This year was the start. So what do you feel like you have to work on the most, improve the most, um, to have a better season next year? Uh, I just, in my opinion, I just have to make more plays. I mean, my goal, first team in my double A, and I want to be All-American. And I know that that starts now. So at the end of the day, I just have to make more plays and be more consistent. Uh, and and I, I know that room it has some transition right. Obviously, you know Monte's graduated. Um, you all were really good duo now. Um, you know, Cam's left. There's been some changes in there. So like now, kind of being one of the elder statesmen in there. Um, are, do you feel like you you have to assume more of a leadership role now in that in that in that corner room? And if so, if so. Uh, do you you feel like you you will you be able to assume that role and 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 lead? I most definitely. I mean, I felt like going uh, the last summit or the last season that was just played. Uh, I felt like I kind of was just leading by example, just doing, just making plays and just doing things. But actually taking a leadership role as in helping guys out, like oh you can do this better or like this is what you're doing instead of this. And I can also just learn some things from those guys too. Also at the safety position too, because I mean, at the end of the day, we both out there at the same time. So, um, and and I, I don't know if you taken a uh, took a, a gander at 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 who you all got on on early signing day there in the secondary. Um, more of your JUCO brothers, right? Like I I know they have to be like, all right, cool, we're getting more. So like knowing that, and I I, I think I think people seeing you back there last year. Okay, he was a JUCO, came in, made a great impact. Um, how can you kind of, I guess, help maybe ease their transitions? Because you, like, you literally went through what they're going through now. Uh, just my advice to them really is just taking everything day at a time, but it's going to be fast paced. Like, you got to absorb all this learning and put it on the field because if you don't, like, it's going to get past you and you're not going to understand. So this. Take as much as you can, learn, ask questions, and just really just make plays. Um, and I guess my my final football little question for you would be what what is it what is it like playing for Coach McGuire and Coach Neal? Uh, in my opinion, it's really fun. I mean, they both young guys, and they both got that that the young attitude, but they're great coaches. I mean, I've learned a lot from Coach Neal and Coach McGuire that I mean, I didn't know in like just how like their attitude they bring, I like I like that energy for sure. Like it's not I mean, it's fun in games, but when it's time to be serious, then like they can flip that switch and we're all behind them. So Um, well before we get out of here, we do this with all the, the new guests and we're getting get to know your type questions since you know you're you're <laughs> when we gave you the floor uh, next to nothing and bare bones. So um Okay, your your favorite sports team can be any sport. How hard is that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now, okay, now because I know Ray Kwan was a Texas fan. Yeah, Jacob Delso was a Texas fan. 
Uh, now we, <laughs> okay, now, I, I got to say, as a as neutral party here, right, whose favorite team is obviously the one I'm covering, I had no dog in the, in the fight. Now, I did predict Texas to win the Big 12, so I was glad yeah. I the Big 12. I was vindicated. But now, because it's been a long drought, let's be honest, it's been a long, tough drought for Texas fans. So is this year an anomaly, or do you feel like Texas is truly back? Oh, we must definitely back. I mean, going from what we went through the last couple of years to now, that was just like a stepping stone, in my opinion. I mean, it could be worse. We could be an Oklahoma fan or an OK State fan, but hey, <laughs> hey, because it looked it looked kind of bad for those teams. I'm not gonna lie, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, now I you all lost quite a bit now. You know, either via early going to the draft, graduations, yeah. y'all go SEC now. I mean, it's just not like not like they're running it back with the exact same team now. So I mean. You know, we're just maintaining at this point. Other teams rebuilding, we're maintaining. You know what I'm saying? We bring in dogs. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So now, how much now? Now, how much trash talk though did you get in this season? Because I feel like you had to seize the moment, right? Like, like me, I'm a I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. So when we had the few successful seasons. I had to get in the trash talking when I could. So, like, how much of that did you get in? Man, so when basically that that uh, when uh, Texas lost to OU, oh man, <laughs> man, and then and a lot of my teammates from Oklahoma and they know I'm a Texas fan. It's just like I walk in the door. It's like my horns down. I'm like, oh, I'm not even trying to hear it, man. I. It was one day I just had my earphones on the whole time because I wasn't even trying to hear it for real. I was like, man. <laughs> but okay, but but now when when Texas won the conference and got into the playoffs now, did, oh, yeah. did you return the favor? Ooh, no, I did. I was standing on business with the trash talk, man. I was like, I was like, man, because man, I, it was like a week worth of trash talk. So I'm like, bet that's a bet. Like. It's about, it's time for me to turn up at this point. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Okay, uh, let's stay here. All right, do you have you have a favorite defensive back that um, that you either just enjoy watching or or kind of try to pick parts of their game and add it to yours? Uh, I actually have two. So I was kind of introduced to JC Horn. Uh, by my roommate back in Navarro. So I started watching J.C. Horn a lot, and I try to, like, model my game after him. But also Patrick Sartin, just for him, like, being that tall and that agile with, like, great hips and good technique, it was just, like, these are my top two, like, technical sound corners. I mean, it's always, like, people like Jalen Ramsey and stuff. Like, Jalen Ramsey's a great corner, but those two specifically, like, uh, I try to I try to echo what they do, basically. Let's see. Um, your your favorite hobby outside of football? To be honest, like cooking. Like I like cooking. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm probably gonna whip up some pasta right now after this. Like I don't know. Like, I just like cooking at this point. It's a great hobby. It's time consuming, and like, it's a it's a great it's a great trait to have. Well, not a trait, but like. Mm, it's just like a great thing to have, like good tool to use. Cause I mean, if you can't cook, how you gonna really eat? Cause uh, warming up processed foods, not it all the time. So, well, I mean, I, I'm just gonna say because I feel like cooking may or may not be becoming a lost art on our <laughs> generation. You know, I mean, yeah. I feel like you say you can cook and people kind of look at you crazy. So, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, now now do we do we have a, a specialty though? Like what 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 would you say is is the best thing that you that you cook? Hey man, I know everybody gonna be like, oh, that's basic and stuff, but I'm telling you, I can whip up some good pasta like I am telling you, or I can get you right with some steak and mashed potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Really, just hey, you just gotta. But really, my main is just pasta, chicken alfredo pasta. Okay, okay, because I feel like I feel you too much. I've talked to you in the past, 
saying pasta is their favorite food. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, so so like, do any of them hit you up like, hey, um, you know, think you can make me some pasta or something like that, or 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 is like, is your cooking? I guess is your cooking well known within the locker room. To be honest, no. Like having a team, I don't even know I really can cook for real. And I don't like be bragging about it, but if they was to ask or they'd be like, oh, who can cook? Man, I wouldn't I wouldn't sit back. I'd jump right up, like, hey, like I can put it down in the kitchen. So I see what see what I saw. See, I feel like see you gotta you gotta you know you gotta brag about that promise there. Like I'm not saying you gotta necessarily be advertising it like on I don't know, like across social media, like Hey, I can throw down, but like, hey, I do. Hey, I do. Trust me, I do. <laughs> I was saying, it's like you know, like when you make a good batch of, of pasta or a good steak, right? Like, when, like when I fry fish, and I'm like, you know what? This is some good looking fish and stuff. I might post yeah. it, right? But I'm not gonna post it, you know, every time I cook. So yeah, I'm just saying, now, you know, you gotta flex a little bit now. I got right? you. I got you. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying because I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just knowing. If say I don't know, say Mosley was in your position, right? I think we all know his Instagram would just be full of him yeah. and his cooking. Yeah. So I just <laughs> so uh, okay, okay. Um, let's see here. You have a favorite TV show? Like right now or back then? Mm, I get both. So back then, I ain't gonna lie, I was like a Disney Channel kid. So nobody can really tell me about that proud family, though. You know what I'm saying? But as of right now, I don't really watch TV no more. Like, I have a TV in my room. I don't really watch it. I mean, but yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with the proud family, though, because that was that was my show for real. <laughs> so did you watch the the reboot of it? That was Oh, yeah, the reboot was kind of like they trying to make it like this generation wise i mean i obviously kind of stay like old school back then but it was all right but i still i still ride with the old version okay okay let's see um you play you play video games at all i most definitely do <laughs> okay now this is a very important question here are we xbox playstation or pc man i'm with the xbox right now but uh I ain't gonna count. My friends have switched up on me, so I might slide to the upside. I might be, I might be getting the PS5 soon. Yeah, okay. Now I'm gonna say because I think Coach Curly, Coach Doral, and I feel like there's one other person left that is Team Xbox. The rest, yeah. I think, are PlayStation or PC. So now what? What is it about the Xbox that's kept you loyal this long when others have, you know, made the switch to the dark side? Man, I've been riding with Xbox since Xbox 360. So, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, how PS5 got that Spider-Man game going, the God of War, and I'm just like, man, I'm trying to play on that, but Xbox, you can't get it. So, I mean, it, to be honest, I really just finna get PS5 just for those type of games like that. That's tough. That's that's. Tough. I mean, I can't. I can't talk though, because as somebody that has PS3, PS2, a PS1, <laughs> PS5, and a 360, an Xbox One, an original Xbox. And so you don't got no side. No, not really. So okay, so I was not really. So I started out when I first bought my first real system. It was a PS2 because it's what I could afford. It was like a hundred and. 20 some odd dollars back in like 2008. Yeah. Set up like a month's worth of allowance to go get it. So then when I made the switch, because I only made the switch because NCAA stopped being made for the PS2, mm -hmm. I just went to the 360 because that's what all my, all my friends had. But then after the 360, when everybody else made that jump to the PS4, I was like, well, I'll just keep with the Xbox. I already, I already know the controls and all of that. Um, but then kind of, kind of like you said though, a lot of the games are kind of Xbox is kind of not getting them, so I was like, "Well, probably should make the change this console generation." So that's why I ended up getting the PS5, even though I rarely play. I, I still play the 360. Um, pretty much, I mainly still play NCAA 14. So yeah, but okay, okay. Now, what what's your favorite game? Right now is Grand Theft Auto. I mean, 
But I, I throw Call of Duty up there too from time to time. I really hopped off of Fortnite just because all these updates and stuff don't really make it fun no more. So, now which GTA we we currently play? Uh, man, I was on that four for a minute, but I'm on GTA five. I've been on five for a minute too, though. But I'm waiting for six. But I mean, I'm gonna be out of college by the time six come out. So I mean, but don't get me wrong, I'm still finna play it though. <laughs> but so, so now, so now, do you do you have a favorite GTA game though? Uh, you can't go wrong with San Andreas, though. But, hey. But 5, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to ride with 5, though, just because I put more time into that game. Like, right? from day and day, but, yeah. Yeah, I think San, San Andreas is, is, is my favorite, too. I, yeah. You just really can't, yeah, you can't beat that. It's just a classic. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, Your favorite musical artist? Man. I'm really bumping that young boy right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> hey, young boy, be, hey, young boy. I say no cap too, and little baby. But young boy kind of doing his thing right now. I've been listening to some of his own, like his old music and stuff. And I'm just like listening to the words instead of listening, like you know what I'm saying. I'm like, man, I felt this. So. So I feel like every time I ask the question to what do you guys, it's always young boy. I'm telling you, young boy, boy or, or, or young boy or one of the babies. It could be the baby, it could be little baby. I, and I'm just like, I know there has to be more artists out there. So, like, what is it about those artists in particular? So, like, you that, all just vibe with. He gets you right. He gets you in that zone for real. Like, man, young boy, like, man. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you more than half of the, like, Athlete, college, collegiate athletes, I heard listen to Young Boy before a game. Promise you, it's that one song, it's one or two songs, and I definitely know it came and listen to Young Boy because that's all be bumping in the locker room. So now, okay, now you say that, but your when your now former teammate Peyton Peyton Scott now he listened to oldies before game. Who? Like he was telling me he would listen to like Stevie Wonder and and and, and like. <laughs> like, like Mary J. Blige and stuff. So I got that soul. He got that soul in him. So I ain't gonna take it away from him. He's, hey, whatever get him right before the game. Hey, I I'll take it. But uh, Mary J. Blige, I don't, I don't know. I probably throw some Keisha Cole up in there. But hey, that <laughs> <laughs> okay? Not that ass now because I, I know previously. The ox cord in the locker room was not a place for the week. I was told, man, if they're not feeling it, they will yank your stuff off. So man. now, is that still the case? And if so, have you been a brave soul to play something on the ox? I mean, yeah, I, I throw my phone up there a couple of times. I mean, it ain't never been yanked off for real. I mean, but now nah, if you playing like some whack music in there or something, it's just like, oh. The first question is who who phone in the ox or turn it off? <laughs> like that's really how it starts. But I mean, I mean, I just really like, hey, y'all got a song request, or I just start bumping some young boy. You can't go wrong with that. One thing I probably won't play. It's my fault, TD. But hey, we're not playing a little Dirk <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> I can't get down with it. <laughs> oh, that's. That's that, that's tough. I, I think it was was it twenty, what maybe twenty somewhere around 2015, 2016, I was on a little dirt kick. So I feel that that's kind of tough. Uh, he did Man. have some some good ones back in the day. Uh okay. So who so who who would you say in your opinion then is the worst on the ox and who's the best on the ox? Hmm. I would say nobody really. Bad on the ox, but somebody probably throw like I know Lamb gets on the ox a lot, so he'll play side. Uh, I know in fall camp we was listening to like Kurt Franklin in the morning and stuff. I'm like, okay, and he'll play some R. Kelly and we be in there like, okay, <laughs> like, all right, put some put some we can get right to because we're not feeling this man. So man, I wouldn't say uh, like. Mm, I wouldn't say nobody's bad. I mean, you get Andrew Carney on there. He plays some good country music or my boy uh, Dalton. Dalton Hurry, he plays some good music too. So, I mean, it's a good variety. It's a good mix. 
Okay. Okay. So who's the best on the docks? Hey, a lot. I'd probably say like I know Trail get on there sometimes. He probably go hard. I know when Kami get on the Ox, he gonna play some good stuff too. I know my boy Monte got on the Ox a couple of times. He was playing some hard stuff. I mean, I really can't say who's the best because I mean they all play good music. So okay, okay. Uh, now you say you listen to a lot of NBA Young Boy. Do you have a, a current favorite song by him? Uh, you already know I do, man. It's it's Heart and Soul by NBA Amboy. Listen, go listen to it, everybody that's going to watch. Heart and Soul by NBA Amboy. And just listen to what he is saying. I promise you. He's going to be playing that song all day. Heart and Soul by NBA Amboy. I'm telling y'all. Okay. Okay. Now, I feel I'm going to ask, because you are a Texan, uh, during COVID, I got really big into... Um, Houston Music, DJ Screw, uh, Zero, Trader Truth, all those guys. Did you ever listen to them, or, or did you did you kind of just do your own thing? Nah, I'm familiar with uh, Zero. My friend back at home, Jacob, he put me on Zero for real. Like we was bumping that when we was when we was younger. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm kind of familiar with that. Okay, good, good, good. I just, I just asked because I know. I know uh was it Coach Donald and Coach McGuire and I we 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 see we see eye to eye to eye on that. We had a, a pretty good conversation about that. Okay, good, good. I was making sure that the Texans Yeah, I'm familiar with the No City Don, man. I'm good, man. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, I, good, because I think when I I think the only Texan so far that didn't know was um Amaya Grace. She had no clue. And I was like, how are you a Texan? That listens to hip hop and not know. Amaya, <laughs> Amaya, if you're gonna watch this, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> I am very disappointed. <laughs> I was like, come on now. Like, that's just tough, man. <laughs> like, I'm not saying you gotta know, you know, every artist, but like, at, at least know some of the bigger names. That's yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, do you have any pregame routines or rituals that 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 you normally do? Uh, so I usually wear like a whole bunch of wristbands. I mean, I got one right now, but uh, my mom had breast cancer and stuff, and uh, my uncle has lupus, so I would wear those wristbands. Uh, uh, wristbands. I'll walk out on the field and just pray with them and stuff, and mainly just walk around and just get in my zone. And uh, usually I would uh put my legs up against the wall and just like let all the blood flow and I'll stand back up and then let it drop back down. But I don't really have this like a crazy, you know what I'm saying? Just praying and meditating and stuff and getting ready. Just locking in before the game release. And, and now, now walk me through the rest of the year now. Cause like you, I feel like you mostly, right? Some of you all dressed to the nines and then you've got some of you guys like I don't know. I, I, you need to uh, ask them about Kobe Stevens' freshman year. The only gear he had was gloves. <laughs> I, I didn't know if he was aware he could wear gear. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So like, uh, I mean, for gear wise, I mean, you look good, you play good. That's my opinion. I mean, even when I had it cast on, I always put something good on. So, I mean, if you go out there, I'm not gonna say if you go out there looking like a scrub, you're gonna play like a scrub, but it's gonna be like, dang, like who is that out there? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like this generation of football, like you don't gotta put much on to look good, you know what I'm saying? So Well, okay, but see now I feel like though on the flip side of that though, see, you could catch them by surprise. Because they might think, okay, he has no gauge, probably scrub. Then yeah. you come out there and second coming up like Darrell Reeves, you know. Um. <laughs> You know, you might be able to, to you know, uh, surprise some guys. Yeah, when I was when I was on like when I be on the other side, like by the other team, and they be talking crap to me. And this one, I had my cast on. It was like, oh, like look at this scrub right here. So I'm like, man, like do I look bad or something? Like is it the cast that's making me look bad or what, man? Like, man. So, okay, wait a minute. So, okay, you brought a very interesting now. So. There is a fair amount of trash talking that does go on, like during the warmups. Mm, I know Central Missouri. That was a 
that was a little trash talk during there, mainly because I don't know, it was on a field or whatever. I don't know, like the whole story behind that, but I know it was some trash. I can go in there. I mean, for the most part, no, nah, I know when we was playing Northwest Missouri, it was a whole bunch of trash talk going on. Like, it was beef. I know Fort Hayes, it was trash talk. Pitt State, nah, they ain't really same much. Northeastern, yes. And it's just like, y'all gonna, y'all gonna talk trash or play ball? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna let somebody have it, but I mean, I'm gonna back it up too at the same time. So, we'll see. We'll see. You 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 mentioned uh, Northeastern State. I don't know if any of your teammates that were there in 2019 would have just been like three or four guys at, at that point last year. Uh, but when they came to Edmond, they uh, took it upon themselves to stomp on the midfield logo that year and then mm-hmm. posted it on Snapchat. Uh, and I remember when I talked to Lane, he mentioned how like. They showed that in the locker room, and it wasn't like they needed any extra motivation. But I feel like you do that; you're you're asking to get ran on, and then we score. Yeah, two. But yeah, I, yeah. I, that's kind of been a, a thing. With I mean, I, I get it, I get it. Like you had nothing to lose at that point; it's a rivalry game. Um, yeah, that's just. That's, and I didn't know Lincoln was talking trash not this past year, but the year before. Um, again, I haven't won a game since like October of 2019. So yeah. Yeah, but okay, interesting, interesting. Now, before I get you out of here, you you and Cayman, obviously, you have, you have you know experience in Navarro now here. What is that relationship? What is that bond like? Uh, I feel like me and Cayman have the same mentality as a football, just going and kill. You know, it's me versus the person in front of me, kill and then keep killing until it's over. And our aspect of, like, we hate losing, like, we're not comfortable with losing. We're not comfortable with being just okay. So just him being there is just like another, it's like another uh, type of motivation. Cause like there's somebody that thinks like me and like has the same feelings toward the game towards like same as, me. you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the circle, back to the gear. I've got to ask this. Who in your opinion is the swaggiest player on the team? Me. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a trick question? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Some of like my back end boys, they they be clean too. I get some of my my white house, they be clean too. But me, me, JK. Okay, Moore, now, because <laughs> I I know I know Mosley's pretty adamant. Oh yeah, Jamie be putting it on. Yeah, he be. So I, okay, so I, I just wanted to say okay, okay, very good. Um, I guess my final question for you. Is do do you have a, a a message for UCO fans about what they can expect to see out of JK Moore in the twenty twenty four season? Most definitely. I mean, I'm gonna put on a show for y'all. I mean, y'all come watch us. Y'all don't expect us to lose. Y'all have a great atmosphere out there. I mean, it's it's gonna be a fun show. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> now you did say you're you're a you're you're a senior this this upcoming upcoming year. So now. On senior day, are you gonna do a Peyton Scott then and jump in that waterfall? Hey, we might just have to see because I'm right. <laughs> hey, call me up. What day is it? This is January 13th. Senior day is a couple months away. Call me on this. It might happen. It might happen. I don't know. I was surprised to actually let the man do that because when we beat uh, Northwest in 2022. Steph and others were trying to jump in the waterfall and they wouldn't they wouldn't let him. So I was surprised when I saw that pick. They let Peyton jump in that waterfall. So uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Well, JK, I appreciate you taking time this morning to come on and talk to us there. I hope you have a, a good off season, um a, a good a good senior year. And uh anytime you wanna come back on, you're more than welcome to. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, JK. You have a good one. So again, I want to thank JK for taking time to come on and talk to me there. I think that I didn't realize he had 40 tackles uh, until I was looking at the numbers there, uh, preparing for it. Uh, but you know, he's, he's right. We know we're losing a Monte, um, so he de facto becomes corner number one. Uh, obviously, there's a good group coming in from early signing day. Uh, but you know, I what I like most about it is he. 
you know, he he talked about how he, he you know he missed several picks. He missed about 20 tackles, uh, which is showing me that he is accountable, which I which I, I think is, is is big, and he's willing to assume that leadership role. Um, so you know, I'm I'm thinking he's in store for a big season. I didn't know. Um, well, I see this because because the COVID the COVID years just screwed up everybody. Um, even though he wasn't really affected by it, but because um, he's technically was a sophomore last year, um, but he's saying this is his senior year. So um, this kid's probably going to be his last year in the UCL uni- uniform. Um, regardless, though, I, I, I think we'll see a better JK. I think we'll see a better sec- better sec- secondary as, as a whole, um, if nothing more, because we have a hopefully a, a healthy Dylan, Dylan Buckhite back. So, uh, no, so I do, I do appreciate JK coming, uh, coming, coming on there. Uh, we should be back here on Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Should be back with another, with another one-on-one, uh, this time on the offensive side of the side of the ball. So, uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, AKA JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.